0: Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 19. It reads, Behold the voice of the cry of the daughter of my people because of them that dwell in a far country. Is not the Lord in Zion they ask the question? And is not her king in her? Why have they provoked me to anger with their graven images and with strange vanities? The harvest is past. The summer is ended. And we are not saved. For the hurt of the daughter of my people am I hurt. I am black and astonishment have taken hold of me, Jeremiah said. Is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician there? Why then is not the health of the daughter of my people recovered? I want to preach to you real, real briefly on this subject. There is a bomb in Gilead. I stand again. Look at somebody. Say, There is a bomb in Gilead. Dear Lord, we love you. We thank and praise you. Once again, I come on bending knees asking you to remove me, move me out of the way. Hide me behind your precious cross and let your anointing flow and bless these precious ears and precious hearts. Lord, let us hear from you and you alone and not man. God, we're ready to receive you. We thank you for your presence. God bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Will you give the Lord one big hand clap of praise before you see it? Come on, I'll take that one. Give him a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord God Almighty. It's Jeremiah who is crying out on behalf of the children of Israel. In fact, if you're aware of this story, you go back and you begin to study it from the beginning, you would find that there's a whole lot of things that's going on beside uh, these children of Israel uh, worshiping other gods. The priests, the leaders of God's people have uh, went waywardly and they are doing things that that they shouldn't be doing. They have forsaken the truth in all of the ways that the Lord had set for them. What happens when the scribe pens begin to write incorrectly, it gets the attention of God. What happens when the preachers and the teachers are not teaching correctly, it gets the attention of God. And what has happened here is Jeremiah has realized that that because of their disobedience and because of the things that they've done, sickness has come upon the people. And that's why he asked the question, is there a bomb in Gilead? Is there any physician? Uh, you, You would find that he tells them because of their disobedience that the enemy is going to come is going to take their bones out of the grave and scatter them upon the earth. They can't even find rest in the graveyard because the enemy would treat them so bad. It's so many horrible things that would happen to them because of them not obeying God's statute and his commandments. Listen to pastor. Listen to me carefully. It's very important when it comes down to healing in our bodies and things that we want from God, that we keep the covenant that he told us. Listen to me, because we like the good part of the covenant, but we don't like the curses and all the other stuff that comes with it. He said, if you don't do these things in the book, then these things would happen to you in the book. So we have to be careful. That's why Jeremiah, that great weeping prophet. I don't know about you, but if there's anybody that I want weeping for me back then, it probably would have been Jeremiah. He had a way of getting the attention of God. And he cried out because he saw what was going on here with God's people. And he knew that if there's one thing, that God was a merciful God. And that although they messed up, yet God will yet heal them. Although they may turn another cheek and worship another God. We've all have sinned and come short of the glory. We've all made some mistakes and we know, but there's one thing about our God is that the mercy of our God is real and they knew every day. So we thank him for that. But he said that is there a bomb in Gilead? Is there are no physicians there because of the health of the daughter of my people. It, it's, it's not looking good. Many weeks ago, I told this church that I was hurting because this church was hurting. We had gotten the report that Michael Howell was hit with stage 4 cancer. We had gotten the report of Sister Paula Johnson when she was stricken with cancer. But thank God, God has healed her in the name of Jesus Christ. It seemed like it was one thing after the other. Sister Sadie and all of the others, or Pauline was going to rush to the hospital, and we didn't know what was going on around. All we were doing was worshiping and praising God, but then I realized that these people were hurting, and then that hurt came upon me. So I can understand what what the prophet Isaiah said in 21 when he said, For the hurt of, of the daughters of my people am I hurt. He said, Lord, when they hurt, I hurt. And that's how I felt weeks ago. And I began to cry out to God, and I asked him the question that was asked here. God, is there a bomb in Gilead? Is there a physician among your people? Is there a healer here? You said, you said, Lord, that you would take care of us, and that if we would keep your commandments and preach your word and stick with the gospel That you would take care of your children. I begin to cry out to him for each one of you. Don't you think by yourself when you're hurting your pastor don't hurt. Don't you think when you get a diagnosis from the doctor. And you tell me about it that it doesn't do anything to me. It hurts me. It hurts me so. But I know how to cry out to God. Just like God taught you how to cry out to him. And we believe that God will hear our cry. And he'll come and take care of our sickness and our diseases. Amen. Amen. I hurt when you hurt. It's not the will of God. For God's people to be sick. It's not the will of God for God's people to be sick in any capacity. Say any any capacity it was the great prophet prophet isaiah who prophesied these words he prophesied it in the old testament to let god's people know what was going to happen in the new testament he said these words in isaiah 53 verse 3 through 5 he said he is despised and rejected of man he was a man of sorrow and equated with grief and we hid as it were our faces from him and he was despised and we esteemed him not Surely he hath bored our griefs and carried our sorrows. And we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was, the Bible said, wounded for our transgressions. And he was bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes We are healed. It was the prophet that prophesied that years ago. And then let me translate it for you this way what he's saying to you. Let me translate it this way. He said, He that Jesus Christ is coming and he's going to become sick so you and I can be healed. Don't you let nobody tell you there's no bomb in Gilead. There is a bomb in Gilead. There is healing for your soul. There is healing for your spirit. There is healing for your children. There is healing. In this church. Can I get a witness in the house today? There's a bomb in Gilead. There's a bomb in Gilead. It was in Luke. The great physician Dr. Luke. In Luke 4.16. He writes these words. The Bible said. And he came to Nazareth. That he is Jesus Christ. He came to Nazareth. Where where he had been brought up. and, And as his custom was. He went into the synagogues on the Sabbath day. And he stood up. For to read this Jesus. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Esaias. And when he had opened the book he found in the place where it was written. I find it interesting he went straight to this place. And he said the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And he has sent me to heal the broken heart. And to preach deliverance to the captive, And the recovering of the sight to the blind and to set at liberty them that are bruised and then he says to preach the acceptable years of the Lord let me translate that for you he comes into the synagogue he goes back there and he goes in there and he turns to the place and he goes to the place where he wanted to remind them of the prophet but there was a prophet that talked about there was healing coming and he started and he said that he has anointed me to preach to heal this is what he said is that he has anointed me to come and heal my people he has anointed me to come and do the work that needs. To be done when he got there and around when he went around those regions, you can see it was sickness going on everywhere, and he knew that he had to get there to be the bomb of Gilead to heal these people. It was the prophet that told us this in the old, it was the prophet that told us in the old testament, and it came to pass in the new testament. Jesus just reading it to remind him, I'm here, I'm here, the bomb of Gilead is here, he's here. It was Matthew that showed us that. That, that, that Jesus is not one who just talks about healing, but he's a, an action. He's an action man. In Matthew 4, 23, it reads this. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Bible says, and he was healing, say all. All manner of sickness, and then say all all manner of diseases among the people. He didn't leave anything undone. And the Bible said, and his fame went throughout all Syria. And they brought unto him. Say it again. All sick. They brought. All sick people. If there was anybody sick, go get them. If you knew anybody that had any infirmities, go get them. If there was anybody that was blind, go get them. They knew one thing when he came there. There was a bomb in Gilead here. Go get your children. Go get everything. The Bible says they brought everybody to Jesus. Why? Because they knew he could heal them. They knew he could heal them. And the Bible said in his fame went abroad throughout all sharing. He brought unto him all the sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and they were being tormented and those which were possessed with even demons and devils and those which were lunatics. The Bible says in those uh, which was lunatics and those that had palsy and he healed them. Say it with he healed them. He healed them all. That's powerful. That is powerful. I told the church this morning, I said, if there's anything that would put your church on a map, start somebody in your church. To, let somebody go pray for somebody and they get healed. Let somebody we know that's blind and we go lay hands on them and they receive their sight. And watch how many people start coming. And why? Because that individual, if we get getting ready to go run and tell it everywhere. I'm healed. Once I was blind, now I can see. I mean, they're going to testify like you never heard a testimony. And people gonna to want to know, well, why? Why down at 4510 3rd Street, Cabinet Tabernacle, Pastor Russell down there? I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost is in the place. There's healing. Somebody say there's a bomb in Gilead. There's a bomb in Gilead. We want to be a healing place. Well, the weak and the weary can come in. And God heal them in the name of Jesus. Oh God, I feel the Holy Ghost right here. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. He healed them all. Somebody had the audacity to ask the question, is there a bomb in Gilead? It was Jesus Christ. He had every intention to pass that kind of power on to you and I. It was the will of God for us to have power to heal people. I find that quite interesting because we are no people. We weren't even considered anything but yet grafted in by the precious promises of God or by the, uh, 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 his, his amazing grace. But for us to have power to heal, I think it's, a, I think it's, a, it's an amazing thing. The Bible said in Matthew chapter 10, beginning at, or at verse 1, he says this, and when he had called unto his 12 disciples, the Bible said, he gave them, said with me, He gave them power against unclean spirits, Uh uh-huh, and to cast them out. And look what else he gave them power to do. To heal, say it again, all, all manner of sickness and all manner of diseases. He didn't just call us and choose us not to do a work. He gave us power to heal. That's why I wish some of you who have the gift of healing start operating in your ministry i release you. I've been release you. I clipped wings before. I mean, not clipped wings. I told you to fly uh, before, you know, when I got down here. I said, if you, if you got the spirit of prophecy on you, prophesy. If God anointed your hands to heal, you're going to lay hands on somebody and heal what you waiting on me for. God gave that to you. Could it be that's the reason why people are sick in the church today? Because the people who are supposed to operate in their ministries have shut down because they are afraid? fear is tripling our church. They say it's more people sick in the church than it is in the hospital. Now that's a shame. And I mean I don't like that kind of talk about us. But unfortunately it's true because people that are called are afraid to operate in the gifts that God has given them. We got the power people to heal. I never forget my pastor testifying. I've been in this thing for 16, 17 years now. And I never forget when I, uh, my pastor, Pastor Anthony Mangan, he, he was testifying in, in, in one of his sermons he was preaching. He talked about the healing power that was going on at the POA. We got the same thing they got. Same Jesus, same Holy Ghost. And he started talking. And he, said, he said, Yeah, we remember. He said one of the brother's names. He said, I can't, you know, he said his name, but I didn't remember. He said, Yeah, this brother, you know, everybody knew for years he had been in a wheelchair. And he said they was having a service, and and the healing power of God just manifested itself. And somebody prayed over that man, and that man got up out of the wheelchair, healing. And here's what they did. They took the wheelchair, said, you remember this? And You remember that? And who was that brother? And hung the wheelchair up in the rafters. It was a lady, excuse me, it was a lady that got healed. She was crippled. She couldn't get up. You, you were there when you Christine. Got healed right in the church. And they asked the question: Is there a bomb in Gilead? Yes, there's a bomb in Gilead. And, and, and I like where they put the wheelchair. So when people come in, you walk in and you look, what is that wheelchair? These people are crazy. What's the wheelchair doing up there? And you ask the question, they tell you somebody got their healing in this church. That's healing in this church. It makes you want to be a part of. And then he told another story I never forget. He was, ta- he was talking about what his dad did. He said that was a man, you might know his name, Chris. He was sitting over on that side and, and something happened. All the nurses started running to this man and they say this man died right in the service. You know who it was, Chris? You were there too? Okay, y'all wouldn't know his name. Yeah, yeah you wouldn't know his name either. But, but I'm glad I got a witness in here. The man died in the church service sitting over there all the nurses has come and they have many nurses over there and they looked at this not breathing they've declared him dead the ambulance is coming and we got a dead man in the church they say Bishop G.A. came from his office he came in his sanctuary they told him what was going on they say Bishop G.A. when he saw the area he started climbing over pews they say he walked over there to the dead man laid hands on him and he came back alive (laughs) don't you tell me there's no bone. Don't tell me there's no bomb in Gilead. Don't you tell me there's no bomb in Gilead. Man came back alive. Woo-woo, woo-woo, woo-woo. Oh, I wish I had somebody give God praise. That's no hype, that's real. He's able. He's, so you tell that sickness, be gone in the name of Jesus. You tell those infirmities that's not my stuff by his strength, I am healed can I get a witness you tell that arthritis get on out of here in the name of Jesus you tell that sugar get back in the name of Jesus you tell our blood pressure you're not mine in the name of Jesus you tell arthritis you're going to walk again you tell the arthritis get out of here I wish I had somebody help me preach this thing today. Hey! hallelujah why because there's a bomb there is a bomb in Gilead there is a bomb in, in Gilead it was David that enlightened us with these scriptures in Psalms 41 1 through 3 he said blessed is he that considered the poor the Lord will deliver him in time of trouble, for all of you greedy people, here's your come up. I'm gonna say this again. For all of you greedy people, here's your come up. Really, give to the poor. And he said, when trouble times come, he said he will deliver you. And then verse two says, and the Lord will preserve you. This, this, this. If you if you consider the poor. He said, He will keep him alive and he shall be blessed upon the earth. Mm. And thou wilt not deliver him unto the will of his enemy. And then watch, and the Lord will, watch, strengthen him upon the bed of his languishing, and thou wilt make all of his bed in his sickness let me translate that for you whenever you get feeble and you're down and out whatever if you're on your sick bed sickness come around the bible says God would deliver you and take care of you in other words what he's telling you is if you consider the poor if you would give and take care of those things that are see a lot of people are missing their healing because they won't obey just that one scripture right there they There are things you need healing in your life but you won't you won't do stuff for that healing there's specific scriptures that are designed to heal you if you do a specific thing don't look down on poor people. Mm-mm. Be a blessing. To yeah. Be a blessing. Yeah. David said this. Look, let me read it to you in the, in, in, in the living Bible. It reads this. God bless those who are kind to the poor. He help them out of their trouble. He protect them and keep them alive. He publicly honor them and destroys the power of their enemy. He nurses them when they are sick and he soothes their pain and worries the bible says the lord does that can i translate that for you got a personal physician you got a personal nurse that's divine that comes from heaven that whenever you got a problem whenever you got a situation you ain't got to call on Dr. Phil you don't have to call on whoever they call on you can call on your own doctor and know that he'll deliver now let me tell you how special he is when you come in there with the diagnose, I got this he tells you no you don't when you come in there and say I'm shaking my blood pressures up he said no you don't see when you come in with whatever you say you got this physician says, no you don't when you You can say, my leg not working right. He's going to say, yes it is. This is the kind of physician that we deal with. Every report that he gives you is a good report. Because he's the master healer. He's the bomb of Gilead. You can say I'm blind. He said, now you can see. Bible said he'll deliver you. He'll take care of you. You got a special physician. You know, they said, Dr. Jesus. You heard the old folks say, I got a physician, his name is Jesus. That's why they didn't take the report of these doctors around here, because they believed that there was a bomb in Gilead. Now listen, there's several biblical stories, and I'm going to get you out of there. I thank you, God. I just come to motivate the church today. I come to tell you, you don't have to take diseases. You don't have to take sicknesses. You don't have to do it. You're part of a blood covenant. I mean, you're part of something special. I want to try to explain this to you so you can understand what's going on in your life so you don't get discouraged and walk away from the faith. There, there are several biblical stories that got my attention concerning this healing stuff and all of this stuff. And one of them was in Numbers chapter 12, verses 9 through 16. It's concerning Miriam and, and Aaron and, and Moses. And, of course, you don't know the story. Uh, Aaron and, and Miriam, they, they, they got out of pocket. And let me say it to you this way. They violated the commandments of God. They started putting their mouth on Moses. They want to tell Moses how to lead the people. And God is an orderly God. That's why it's very important that if you're under me, it's best that you stay under me. <laughs> Don't try to come up and tell me what, what God is telling you. He speaks to me. He, he told him, he said, listen. He said, Miriam, I know you prophesy," And he said, Aaron, I called you part of the priesthood. But Moses, I speak to face to face. I give him a direct command or he don't have to go through nobody. Churches have chain of command. You got to go through somebody. But not the pastor that I give him. I speak to him face to face. And if you got a pastor that don't speak to God, uh, that, that, that don't have a relationship with God, you need to run. Well, I wish I had somebody to help me preach this. Hey! Mmm! They were out of order. And let me show you what happens. And this is what the Lord has son, concerning this sickness stuff. We need to be very careful with what we do and what we say and how we live. Watch what happened here. The Bible said and the anger of the Lord was kindled against them. And he departed and the cloud departed from off the tabernacle. And behold, Miriam became leprous. She, le- she, she became leprous. Because of her disobedience, because of her, her being out of order, because of the things that she had did. The Bible says she was white as snow, her skin. She had a disease, a sickness became upon her. Aaron looked upon Miriam, and behold, she was leprous. And Aaron said to Moses, Alas, my master, look how he straightened it out now. At first you were you, you were big shot, but now you're calling her master now. Mm -hmm. he said I I beseech thee he said lay not this sin upon us he said wherein we have done foolishly and wherein we have sinned he said I know what caused this this here sickness on Miriam it was sin could it be that the reason why people that are in the church still sick is because they still sinning see we we can hype and pump it up and all of that but when it's time to break it down and get down to the nitty gritty this what I get (laughs) Mm-hmm. We can pump it up and yeah, that's a and in Gilead. Oh! But reality says, what you doing? It happened to Miriam because of her disobedience. Now don't ask me why, 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 why uh, her brother didn't get punishment. I, I can't answer that. You got to go to Jesus for that one. But we do know she got it, now, I can give you my opinion. She should not be. she probably was running her mouth the most. <laughs> No offense, women. No offense. <laughs> fellas, y'all are supposed to laugh at it. Back up, fellas, because they're looking at me funny. They're looking at me funny. I'm not insinuating anything. But the Bible says she did get the blood of it. Yes, Didn't she? That's just my opinion. I, 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 I don't know. Maybe something was in her heart that God saw that was deeper than the priest. But nevertheless, it came upon her. But here's what's interesting about this. So you can understand if you have messed up, there's hope. If you have violated the word of God and you've had this sickness and you got faith. So I've been faith in it. I believe God's going to do it and so forth and so on. Are you going to look for some other means and you're not trusting in God? But, 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 but there is hope. There, there, there is there's hope. But, but, but because of their disobedience and what she because it was Aaron that said, he said, wait a minute. He said, we've done foolishness. We've sinned. And I know why this is upon her because of what we did. That's what Jeremiah was saying in the beginning of my scripture when I was telling you about the children of Israel. They have sinned and they have messed up bad. But what Jeremiah is crying out about is saying, Lord, is there not a physician? Well, you, I mean, I know, we, we know you're not going to just leave us like this. And that's the kind of God you serve. You can mess up. You can go run around and do this and do that. And he'll still take you back. And when he take you back, he'll heal you of the sickness that got on you by your own omission. That's a good God, isn't it? Oh, I'm so glad I serve him. Look at verse number 12, what he says here. After he, he, he admits that he has sinned, it goes to verse 12. He said, let her not be as one dead, or whom the, the flesh is half consumed when he cometh out of his mother's womb. And Moses cried unto the Lord, saying these words. Heal her! I need the bomb of Gilead back operating. Heal her, O oh God. He said, I beg thee. And the Lord said unto Moses, he said, if her. Father had spit, uh, 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 if a if father had but spit in her face, uh, should she not be ashamed seven days? Listen, 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 because this is crucial. Moses, no, his cries are heard by the Lord. But God comes back in response. He said, I know that she needs healing. He said, but if she's done wrong, shouldn't she feel shame for it? S- shouldn't some shame? See, 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 sometimes the reason why you hadn't got your healing yet is because the shame has not been fulfilled to the level of pleasure that God wanted to be yet. Sometimes the reason why you haven't got your deliverance from things that are tormenting you is because the shame yet has not reached the capacity of fool where God wanted to be. He wants you to feel shame a little bit. Why shame? Because it'll knock your pride out. Some of y'all think y'all bad. Y'all, some of the baddest things is sliced bread. Can't tell you nothing. God can't tell you nothing. The preachers he said can't tell you nothing. I wish I had this kind of preacher when I was coming up. You know you're hard-headed, stiff-necked, the Bible calls you. And you wonder why things are not happening in your life and why you're not being blessed. So what happens is everything you touch, it ends up causing shame to you. Picking the wrong man, he shame you. Hanging out with the wrong friends, they shame you. Y'all want me to stop? I better get out of here. I ain't gonna have a friend in the world like 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 Larry Turner said. I ain't gonna have a friend in the world. My friend Larry said I ain't gonna have a friend in the world right here when I get through preaching. Let's, let's, but he said let, he said he said let her. He said should she not be ashamed seven days? He said let her be shut out from the camp seven days, and after that, let her be received again. In other words, I am the bomb of Gilead. I put it on her, and I can take it off her. He's telling you, I'm the bomb of Gilead, but I got to get some act right. <laughs> and then the Bible says, and Miriam was shut up out of the camp seven days, and the people journeyed not till Miriam was brought back in. Here's the scripture that they violated. It's in Exodus 15, 25, 26. Bible says, and he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters was made sweet. There he made for them a Statue and an an ordinance. And there he proved them. And look what he said. If thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. And will do that which is right in his sight. And will give ear to his commandments. And keep all. Here it is. His statutes. I will put none of these diseases upon thee which I brought upon the Egyptians for I am the Lord watch that healeth. I don't want to do this to you. I don't want leprosy to come upon you. I don't want plagues to hit your land and eat up all of your blessings. But he said but if you keep violating me if you keep doing wrong it's going to nibble up everything you got. you thinking somebody on your job making you lose this and you blaming this individual for the reason why you don't have that. You blaming mama because they didn't put you through school and didn't have enough money to get you an education. You mad at the man that left you. He left you dry. You blaming everybody else save your own things that you're doing that's displeasing God. I took full responsibility for the reason why I was broke, disgusting, over $60,000 in debt when I met Rolanda. It just ate me up. Why? Because I was disobedient to the commandments. Many times he called me. I was getting drunk out there, smoking crack, trying to preach. They said they didn't want to see me when I came into a crack house. i get high and start telling them about Jesus. Now, you know that's bad. Before that, I was playing basketball. And we were driving vans, going to the next game. And I had me two, three deacons, and i tell them what to say. I said, Lord, in the midnight hour, and they were, they were humming. I couldn't get away from. I didn't even know that until God reminded me of it. He said you was pegged and tagged when you came out your mama's womb. Boy, you was preaching about me when you was yet a sinner. I wish I had some help over there. He was telling me this. I'm going down the streets of Mississippi give me a fake mic and I'm telling them about Jesus. We're going to score 30 tonight in the name of Jesus. I'm going to duck on somebody in the name of Jesus. I'm preaching. Prophesying and didn't even know For 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 real for real for real for real for real For real. Somebody know what I'm talking about, huh? <laughs> he said, I'm the Lord that healeth He said something, though, that startled me. He said, he told them if they do right, if they give an ear and if they keep my statues, he said, I won't put these plagues on you, but I will heal you. Look what Jesus said in Matthew 13, 15. He said, for this people, and he tell, he said, here's the problem. He said, for this people, heart is wax gross. That means it's like callous. It's hard as a rock. He said, for their ears are dull of hearing. I don't know what got it that way. Maybe what they're listening to, or let me say it to you this way, who they are listening to. See, you got to ask yourself, is, if, if, if who I'm listening to, are they dulling my ears or sharpening my ears? Let's say that again. Because people can get in your ears and mess you up to where you no longer hear God and all you hear is them. I'm going to say it again. All you hear is them and that's the way they want it. They got complete control over your ears. You got people that want to get in relationship with you just to control you. They'll take you from your husband. They'll take you from your mama. They'll take you from your friends because it's all about them and them milking you dry. You better be careful with who in your ears. If you you were somebody and all they want to do is isolate you, you can't hang out with nobody. uh Oh, I better get out of this here. Let me me get out of this here. Let me get out of this. here. Oh, Lord, help me. He said, he said this. He he, he, he said, he said, their ears are dull hearing in their eyes. He said, they are closed. He said, they have closed. Nobody closed them but them. he said, at least at any time, they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and should understand with their heart and should be converted and I should heal them. He's telling them what the problem is. We got to open up the ears and you got to open up your own eyes. Stop being blind to what God is saying to you and start doing what he's telling you to do so you can get your blessing. Does that make sense? Does that make sense to you? Let me, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me give it to you in the NLT version. It reads this. Come on, Derek, and then I'm coming in for it. Matter of fact, you can bring the music. I'm, I'm, I'm shutting it out. I think they got it. For the, heart of the, for the heart of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear. For They have closed their eyes, and so their eyes cannot see. Their ears cannot hear, and their heart cannot understand. Show me a person who don't have an understanding heart, and I show you a dangerous person. Because everything you tell them, they're dumb. They can't comprehend it. They have no understanding understanding heart will have it their way and not your way excuse me a person who don't have an understanding heart it'll be about them and not about you because they don't understand anything they couldn't raise your children they can't teach you about anything they don't have any understanding and then he says and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them god wants to heal but you got to change See, see that's a repenting that's a turn around, that's what Jeremiah said, wait a minute you the bomb of Gilead, you said that if we repent, if we cry out to you we stop what we're doing then you heal us. Aaron didn't play with it once he saw what happened to Miriam he, oh, he said, wait He said, wait, wait, wait. we did foolish, wait, we did wrong we're sorry, hold on, hold on, hold on, please don't do this we got it I know why I'm almost wondering if people want to be sick. I'm always wondering that we've got to... Come on, John, right here. I'm always wondering... I'm wondering if we've got to a point where sickness has become in our minds and in our spirit a way of life. I've been sick for so long. He had not come yet. I've been sick for so long. I've had the bishop prayed over me. I've had Pastor Russell prayed over me. But it wasn't the will of God for the bishop or Pastor Russell to heal you. God wanted to do it through your faith. Remember the woman that had the issue of blood? She went everywhere. She tried it with everybody. You got some people that go from church to church. Apostle who can come here? Apostle that can come here. You running over there. You doing this. You doing that just to get a healing. That woman, that woman went everywhere. She, she said, I, I spent everything I had. I gave everything. I did what they say. But the Bible says she got to Jesus and she touched the hymn of this gone. She came to it, let me tell you, like the balm of Gilead. And immediately, straightway, she said, listen, she testified in the streets among the people. She said, all I did was touch the hem of his garment. There's medicine there. There's healing in Jesus. She said, listen, I, I, I'm testifying. I've been everywhere. And, and, and everything that I've tried, it didn't work. She said, there is a bomb. There's a bomb in Gilead. So you, so you have to be careful. I'm not just trying to say your sin is the reason why you still sick. No. Her faith did it. When Jesus came he, came, he said, who touched me? He said, "Who? I, I, I perceived that virtue left out of me. What, who, who he had to find out who it was because it was that kind of faith that moved the balm of Gilead. When he found out who it was, he calls her daughter. He said, daughter. Somebody who's in the family, you know what's up. He said, daughter. Be of good cheer. He said, for thy faith has healed thee. For some of you, you still sick because you haven't operated in your faith. You got it. God put it in you. The Bible said he's given each one of us a measure of faith. And it's enough to move a mountain. It's enough to say, mountain, get up from there and go over yonder. You got it. You can use it for you. You can use it for your children. Then that blind man, remember him? That blind man, he blind. And when Jesus came, he saw him. And the first thing his disciples said to him, he said, Master, who, who sins? See, sin produces sickness. He said, who sinned? Was it him or his parents? Parents, you got to be careful because they knew in the Old Testament that the sins of the parents can roll down on the children. We want to know who did it. Was it him or was his parents that see it? Because that's not natural. It's not right for somebody to come out of the womb blind. But you tell me what you do will affect your children tomorrow. But you tell me that. Just wait. What happened to David? He killed Bathsheba. He killed Uriah and slept with Bathsheba. Murdered that man, cold-blooded. But God said, it's not going to fall on you, David. Put your children baby. Absalom got tormented. Solomon started worshiping other gods. I can go on and on and on. What we, what, what we do today affect our children Tomorrow. give him no praise, it'll affect him tomorrow. You serve him with all of your heart, it will affect him tomorrow. You got faith, it'll affect him tomorrow. You do things that displeases God, it will affect him tomorrow. That's why I live the law by the ledger. Because I want my daughter to have a good life. If she messes up, it won't be because of me. It won't be because of her mother. It'll be behind her own omission. Just like David told Solomon, he said, man, he said, whatever you do, he said, walk upright before the Lord. Do all that he asks you to do. And he will bless you. He will establish your kingdom forever. Don't you turn on him, Solomon. Don't you do wrong, Solomon. What well, we do affect our children. So Jesus sees the man. He sees him. And when he sees him, I'm done. When he sees him, he tells the people, put that scripture up there. Do you have it? It's the next scripture. Do you have it. Read it with me. I want you to see it. And when Jesus passed by, he saw the man which was blind from his his birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Somebody got to get this charge. Go ahead. Go ahead. And Jesus answered, he said, neither this man sinned nor did his parents. But this sickness is so that the works of God should be made manifest. Could it be that some of you have a sickness on you that no prophet, that no apostle, that no preacher can heal? No. According to this, there's some people that need a healing because Christ wants the church to do it. He says so that the works of God should be manifest. The works of God is now supposed to be operating through you and I. He said, no. He said, this was staged. It was set up. He said, it was set up by God. He said, and he selected that individual because he knew one day the bomb of Gilead was coming by to touch him and that he would receive his sight. And what he was trying to do, he was trying to get two for one. He got him and then he sent him to the church so that they may believe and that he can do the work that he come to do. But I showed you three of them. One was done by your own omission, sin by Miriam. The other one I showed you was what? Stick with me. Say it again. The woman with the issue of blood by her faith. But then this healing came by what? By the will of God. Uh, I, mean, I mean, this situation came on that woman by the will of God. I guess the question would be to you is which one are you? Which, which, which world or which category? Are you? Either. It looks like they all have a common denominator that God healed them. <laughs> there is a bomb. You don't have to stay the way you are. There's a bomb in Gilead. The woman had issues, and there's some of you that have issues. Don't know who you are, but there's an issue that you need healing from. Today the Lord is calling you to the altars. There's some of you that need a healing in your body. and God is calling you to the altars. There's others you need healing in your relationships. He's calling you. There's some your heart is broken. You've been molested. As a child you still have forgiven people. You're upset with your boss, your job. You, you, you need your spirit healed. You need a healing. Because it's these very things that's keeping us from operating in the power and the glory of God. Ministers, ministers wives, Don't know who you are but could you please stand let all of us stay. And if the Spirit tells you to come, listen to the Spirit and come and let us pray for you right now, that you receive your healing. I want to leave this church this morning with people being healed. The Bible said there are certain spirits come out by way of prayer and fasting and we're getting ready to go on a 21 day fast. And all this week we're praying for healing and we want to start right now that God would heal our people. Some of you need healing in your mind. The devil has tormented your mind. You have no peace and you need healing. I don't know who you are, come. I don't know who you are, but you make your way there. Now, I'm not going to leave these altars open long. You can sit there if you want to. But you need healing. Thank you, ma'am. You need healing. Thank you. Please. Thank you. Thank you. Let's go. Thank you. Lift your hands up right now. In the name of Jesus that's it lift your hands up come on down come on down to the altar I just feel this in the Holy Ghost come on make your way down here make you some room lift your hands up in the name of Jesus I want God to heal you right now that's it we're gonna lay hands on you and anoint you in the name of Jesus that's it I feel like that's somebody else I don't know who it is right now I feel like that's somebody else but I can't I can't move right that's it lift your hands up right now you go ahead on do like Aaron say Lord is it me is it me Lord that's it go ahead right now in the name of Jesus we lay hands on you for your healing we lay hands on you that's people broken that's people broken at this altar right now in the name of Jesus stretch your hand toward heaven that's it go ahead cry out to him that's it Sharon go ahead give it to him in the name of Jesus divine healing divine healing divine healing in the name of Jesus faith right now in the name of Jesus receive your healing right now in the name of Jesus that's it Kendra get it in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus Jesus. give me you Lord God give me you Lord God hallelujah that's it that's it that's it that's it go ahead take it right now healing in the name of Jesus healing in the name we love you and we thank you for your word. I thank you for every soul that have come here today ordained by your grace. We ask that your spirit rest upon them. God, we ask for that great liberty. Thank you, Lord, for bringing them to this church and hearing your word. Be with them now as they travel down the highway. Give them strength on their fast. If they mess up, let them go back and do it again. We thank you, Lord. Bless them right now in jesus name pastor russell love you make sure you greet somebody before you leave those that are at the altars go ahead keep on crying out to god keep on crying out to god don't you leave here until you get everything you need don't you leave here until you get everything you need when you have to leave please don't stop but please stop by the back don't forget the wings pastor russell love you i see you monday night if you want the bible study i see you wednesday i'll be speaking may god bless you and may he keep you